0: Hi, and welcome to Talking With Cancer. I'm Katie, and I'm here to give you an honest, real, and even funny outlook on living with cancer. There is no one way to do cancer, and I've decided to share my story to help and inspire others, as well as raise awareness. At age 43, I was diagnosed with a rare type of thyroid cancer known as hobnail in February 2022, having never had any health issues previously. I was fit and well and took pretty good care of myself, but despite that, I got a diagnosis and I am on a long-term treatment plan. On this podcast, I will be sharing my progress regularly and I often speak to amazing guests who've been impacted by cancer in some way. I really hope you enjoy listening and if you do, then please rate, review, follow and recommend the pod. Hello, listeners. How are you all? I'm tired. (laughs) There we go. I just get straight into it. I'm feeling tired. And that's okay. You know, I've had a really good stint. I've had more energy than I've had in, God, a really long time. I'm talking years. That's how good I felt recently. Whatever your situation (laughs) That level of energy is just not sustainable. And I kept going and kept going and kept going. And I was like, I'm going to drop at some point. I'm going to need to rest. But you know what? It's been so incredibly worth it. I've just grabbed life with both hands and gone, yes, I'm here. This feels great. You know, I've told you about all the exercise I've been doing. And I know that that makes a difference. It really helps. Like, even if I'm feeling tired, to do the exercise, I don't know, it just gives me a great burst of energy. I'm so lucky because I found this trainer. I mean, I've known Sean for a long, long time. I used to work with him many, many years ago when I was down at the gym and lifting weights. It was all thanks to him, really. And I got in touch and said, Look, Sean, I really want to start training again. Like, how would you feel about training me? And he straight away was like, Definitely. I've got a plan for you. We'll be good. Everything's going to be fine. Because I was like a bit nervous about it, to be honest. But he's so understanding and he's just brilliant. And we do loads of stuff with resistant bands, which is amazing. And I feel lucky to have someone like Sean, really, who's just very understanding. And I think if you're thinking about getting into exercise and you want to train with someone to help you or support you or even just to give you the confidence to kind of get back into it then it's really important to find someone who you connect with and you gel with and you like their company and you like their approach and their outlook and I feel very very lucky to have Sean to help me with getting my fitness and strength back because it is really important for the body and especially For women, as they're approaching menopause, which I guess I am at 45, Um, you know, it's really important to build muscle and to keep your bone strength and stuff like that. So that's been great. And yeah, I've had quite a lot of celebrations actually recently, which has been so, so special. And I think it's been quite interesting because you know, we've had lots of family birthdays and things. And we went away for a weekend with all my family. It was my uncle's 70th. And that was really lovely. And I think what I found very apparent whilst I was celebrating these birthdays and being around a lot of people and dancing and having a good time and feeling social was, it's been such a long time since I've done that. And that's not just because of the cancer. The cancer is Definitely a part of it, you know. Like I, I was meant to go to a wedding last year, and I couldn't go because I was in surgery, and there's just been certain things that I've just not been able to go to or not felt up to going to. But also, COVID, you know, before cancer was COVID, and so it's been a really, really long period of time since I've done this kind of being out at a party or being out amongst lots of people. It felt really, really special. I was very aware that this would be a kind of situation that I would enjoy, but I would probably take for granted. Now, what I felt was just on quite a high alert to all the people that I was sharing that space with, all these individuals who've all got a story, they've all got a life, which is so interesting and so fascinating. And people have, on journeys or been on journeys and they're learning from things or they're making mistakes and they're just living life and that's what it's all about really that is what it's all about that kind of feeling of human connection and being able to share times to celebrate it's so important because you know there's so often such difficult times that we're going through well that I'm going through and It was really special to feel connected and to be with my family and to feel surrounded by people who love me and I love. And also, there was just something quite comforting in being with people who just get it. They know what's going on with me. And even if they don't know all the details, like I just don't have to explain myself to them. Yeah, it was interesting because it's also, you know, it's definitely this sort of before and after feeling like, who was I before in that space? Who am I now? There was just a different level of consciousness, I would say, for sure. So that was really great. But because I was dancing and partying, I definitely paying for that now. But I think also where I'm at with the treatment is inevitable that I'm going to start feeling a few side effects. So I've now been on the antinib for about four weeks. It's just coming up for four weeks. And I mean, on the whole, I would say I'm tolerating it really well, but there are like a handful of side effects. And I'm seeing my oncologist on Thursday, Dr. Kate Newbold. So I'm going to be interested to see like, what does she think about maybe do we lower the dose a tiny bit just to make those side effects feel more manageable. So I'll tell you what they are for me. In fact, I've made a note of them because you kind of get used to side effects. You kind of, I think now that I'm like, on my third treatment, I'm no longer questioning, well, is that the drug or is that just me? Or, you know, I think I can firmly say like all the feelings I'm having are side effects. So at the moment, this is what they are. You ready? I'm getting stomach cramps. So kind of like Crampy feeling in the stomach, and this feeling of like trapped wind, which is seriously painful, but it's not there all the time, but it comes and goes. Ulcers on the tongue and a funny taste in my mouth, sore joints, definitely the foot, which I thought was healed up, the plantar fasciitis is back. So that's definitely something. I'm running hot at the moment. So I'm feeling a lot of heat a lot of the time. And it's not like a hot flush, it's just. Very, very hot and actually waking in the night feeling very hot. I've got this kind of slight feeling of like adrenaline. It's like this just low level adrenaline that's going on. Tired, obviously, I've mentioned that. Randomly, I've got very dry skin around my nose. Quite a dry mouth as well. And the other thing that happens is I'm waking up at night, not just hot, but also with itchy feet. As my friend Anne would say, it's time to move on when you get itchy feet. That's my list of side effects and be interesting to see what Kate says about whether it's worth, yeah, tweaking the dose at all. I've had my heart test recently. I have to get those every three months or so because the treatment I take can affect the heart. So I know that that's all fine. Everything's working good in the heart department, which is great. And, you know, the other thing I have to keep my eye on is I have hyperparathyroidism. And I've talked about that before. That means that I'm deficient in calcium. I have to take quite a lot of calcium every day. I also have to take a medicinal dose of vitamin D because vitamin D is what releases calcium into the body. So... I've got that ongoing, which is a bit annoying, I have to be honest, but you know, it could be worse and I don't really get any side effects from that. It's just the fact that, yeah, I have to take these meds throughout the day. So I feel like overall with the exercise, the diet, I've been off sugar for nearly four weeks, the supplements that I take, which I take under guidance, as I've said before, I think that's really important just trying to take it easy really as well at the moment and just accept like I may not be feeling great all the time that's okay I think there's this worry that if I don't feel good that's it now and that's what the future looks like I've sort of slightly changed mindset and I'm kind of going you know what I just maybe need a quieter week this week just calm things down a bit slow things down and rest, take the rest that I need. So lots of afternoon naps and just no plans, keep the diary pretty clear so that I can just stay home and be still and be quiet, which is really, really nice. And I'm really lucky as well that I can do that. So yeah, I think that gives you a bit of an update really of where I'm at with everything and um, what I've been up to. There's not loads really more to share this week about what's going on. I hope you've been enjoying all the interviews. I had a brilliant chat with Kevin Harrington last week, didn't I? He is so personable and humble and clever. And I do find this really fascinating, this change in attitude and approach to how we treat cancer. It's no longer this sort of foreign body that we're trying to kill and fight off, get rid of it. We're trying to work with the body and use the body's incredible immune system to do that fighting. So yeah, I just think it's genius and a brilliant approach really because I've always felt It doesn't work for me to be fighting the cancer and, you know, I'm going to kill it off. And although that kind of language to me, it doesn't really respect the fact that like, even though I don't want the cancer in my body, it is there. It's in my body. And so I'd rather yeah, work collaboratively with it to get rid of it than feel like I'm at war with something that's going on in my body, if that makes sense. I've always felt like that. So I think the way that they are researching into treatments is similar really to that mindset. And it works really, really well for me. I think it's brilliant. So yeah, I hope that you enjoyed that chat. And next week, I speak to the brilliant Dame Laura Lee, who founded Maggie's Centre, which is one of the charities I support, actually. If you want to donate any money to my fundraising page, just go to the Just Giving Talking With Cancer Fund and you can donate money to Maggie's through that page or through the Royal Marsden Cancer Charity or both. Those are the two charities that I support because I think they are both personal to me in how they've helped me, but also, you know, they're helping lots and lots of people. I think they're really important causes. So, yeah, anything that you can give as a donation would be great. Um, and I have such a brilliant chat with Dame Laura Lee. She's wow, she's doing incredible things in the space of supporting people who are affected by cancer. So I hope you'll tune in and listen to that. I have a lovely voice note this week. From a woman called Haley, and I'm going to play that out to you now.:
1: Hi, I'm Hayley. I was diagnosed with breast cancer in May 2022, age 37. I had eight rounds of chemo, breast conserving surgery and radiotherapy. It's all been successful. I'm now on Cadsila, Tamoxifen, various other medications, but I'm through the worst. Something about all my experiences over the past year made me really want to find ways to express myself. And many years ago, I enjoyed drawing cartoons. This sort of came back to the forefront of my mind throughout my treatment. When my surgeon went on paternity leave, I had the idea to make him a card of his baby passing him a scalpel uh, to operate on me. This was quite a bold move, but he liked the card a lot and he wrote about it in my medical notes. And this really made me think that I can use art as a way to connect with people and overcome that gap between the patient and the medical provider. This idea sort of developed and I'm now working on a graphic novel memoir about my experiences throughout my treatment. I've just been shortlisted for an award, which is really exciting. If you'd like to see some of my work, I've got some samples on Instagram. My handle's Hayley Gullen, H-A-Y-L-E-Y-G-U-L-L-E-N and the crux of my story is all about finding ways to make that human connection and i really hope it can be helpful to other people as well
0: how original i think it's such a great idea and also what's really cool about haley's work is she's got quite a clear objective there and i think it's really valuable trying to get the medical world to feel more connected and to understand what it's like from a patient's experience going through something like this and how brilliant that she's doing that in an accessible, funny clever artistic way. And congratulations for being shortlisted for the Caliburn Prize. Very well deserved. And I look forward to your novel coming out, which I think is titled This Might Surprise You. So yeah, well done, Haley. It's a brilliant, brilliant thing that you're doing. If you are affected by cancer in some way and you'd like to share your story, it can be anything anything at all, then please get in touch because I love playing out these voices with cancer. I just need like a two minute voice note from you and I'll play it out at the end of the episode. So if you want to send that in to me, my email is hello at talkingwithcancer.com. Yeah, please do because I feel like it's a really great opportunity for people to get heard. And I'm really happy to share this platform with the cancer community in that way. Um, So, guys, it's been short but sweet this week. I hope you're enjoying the podcast. We're now over the 50-episode mark, which is quite cool. And long may it continue. Actually, on that, wanted to mention, I've mentioned it before, but I am speaking, actually, I'm speaking on a panel about the personal experience sort of being treated by nurses at the Nurses Live event in Liverpool in November. It's a free ticketed event, and there's loads of different things happening on the Friday and Saturday. I think it's the 10th and 11th of November. I'm speaking on the Saturday so yeah if you're interested if you're a nurse if you're in that world then check it out nurses live come and say hi that will be in november time so thank you guys for listening today sending you loads of love wherever you are around the world and i'll speak to you soon take care